Welcome to Licensed Psychologist, Now What? A podcast about the journey psychologists and psychotherapists go through as they reclaim their intuition and unleash their healing gifts while maneuvering getting licensed, life, and making a living. And although this podcast host and many of the guests are mental health professionals, the information provided is not meant to be a substitute for being diagnosed and treated by a licensed mental health, medical, and related professionals, or for supervision and or consultation purposes. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited and welcome to another episode of Licensed Psychologist Now What? This is your host, Dr. Liliana Garcia, and I have today our first guest for this show. I'm so excited. And this guest that I'm having for you all, the way that I describe Jenny is like a spicy, denser, sexy mama, soon to be down the road, right? <laughs> She's mamacita, regardless if she has a kiddo or not. So I took recently three classes with Jenny. She teaches burlesque and all that, and I'll let her introduce herself. But the reason I wanted to bring Jenny in to be our first guest is because we're breaking stigmas. We're breaking this professional thing that we have to do in our profession. And, and I think this is a great topic to start with really owning what we came here to do and how can we merge those things together. So I am so excited. I can keep on talking to introduce, but I want to give first Welcome to Jenny. And second, let's you introduce yourself. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> hola, hola. Nice to see you again. And thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. So my name is Jenny Viveros, and I am a licensed clinical social worker. And I am also a burlesque dancer. And I teach Latin burlesque through the form of, I use like dance, like reggaeton and Spanish music to be able to connect with our bodies. So yeah, so that's a little bit about myself. I'm a social worker. I say a social worker by day and a burlesque dancer by night. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about your journey and we can start there in terms of how was it for you? Because you've been a dancer your whole life, right? Yeah, I started dancing since I was eight years old. So I, I remember being like an eight-year-old or even as at six years old walking to the park and hearing the zapateado of the shoes in a dance class and it was folklorico and I remember thinking to myself like I I want to dance like this is me and you know I told my parents I wanted to join like folklorico because that's what I saw and one of the reasons why I joined was one because I could wear makeup so that was like my my excuse to be able to put on lipstick I love and makeup it. because it was allowed <laughs> That is so cool. Yes. Yeah. And the stomping of the shoe. Like, I remember the beats and hearing the beat and the connection. I was like, oh my goodness, like this is something that I want to do. And so my parents thankfully supported me in that journey. Oh, yes. I'm so happy. And they allow you to wear makeup, I'm assuming, because you were performing. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the only reason why <laughs> they let me wear makeup. Oh my God. Yes. And dancers, like I remember there's a lot of makeup that you wear, like foundation and mascara. And there was a time that I wore glitter in my eye, literally glitter with glue. It was crazy. So, <sighs> and how did you end up deciding to become a social worker? Tell us a little bit about that journey. So, yes. So, you know, like I, and I could share like how dance and social worker kind of merged together. 
So I danced, you know, middle school, high school. I was in my rebellious phase in middle school that I was like, I don't want to dance anymore. I'm too cool. And my parents were like, nope, you're still going. You still have to go dance. So middle school, high school, college. And I always had a social justice background within me. Like I was going to protest. I was like an activist and I'm like, you know, trying to help our communities in so many different ways. So that part of me was always, since I was a little girl and dance always followed me. I feel like dance really helped with kind of like forming who I am. And so then I graduated high school. I went to college, then I went to grad school. And the reason why I became a social worker was because of that, the code of ethics that said, you know, social justice. And I was like, this is who I am. And so that's why I started that journey of like becoming a social worker. I wanted to help our communities. You know, I was like, I'm going to be a community organizer. So what better way than being able to become a social worker? Mm, I love it. And you dance folklorico, right? Yeah. So in a way, there was that connection to your community. And I wonder how also that shaped you into social justice. Yeah. So dancing, I felt I learned so much about, you know, where my mom comes from. You know, she's from Michoacan, Mexico. And so I was able to learn from the different states of Mexico, learn from the like kind of the different dresses that we would wear and learn about the different states. So I feel like I was super connected to like cultural through dance and learning about the history. And then I remember, you know, going into grad school and going to become a social worker. One of my first internships, they asked me to dance folklorico because they knew, they knew I, I had that background. So they're like, can you, can you dance for us? And it was a, a retirement facility. And so they wanted me to dance, you know, with the gerontology. And so I was like, sure, you know, we'll do a, like a little sequel of my own performance. And so the residents loved, loved the music. And so then I actually did my thesis on the benefits of dance and physical activity and folklorico in a correctional facility, a youth correctional facility. So that was my capstone thesis that I, I did on dance and social work. Wow. So you connected both, which, yeah, it can definitely make sense because by you dancing folklor folklorico, why do I want to say like a gringa? <laughs> folklorica. <laughs> when you dance in folklorico, coño, <laughs> you're also connecting, you know, with your ancestors and where you come from and, and identity in a place that I'm assuming, well, I don't know where you went to school, but being here in your profession, still it's majority white right? Social workers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember, I mean, going to grad school, like I went to California State um, Northridge and I feel like there has been a movement with, you know, being able to incorporate culture, to be able to understand, through, see it through a social justice lens. But now when I was going to grad school, like, which was like 12 years ago, it was just starting. And so I remember being able to be proud of where I come from and, and, and understanding that one, la cultura cura. I feel like that is something that's so important. Like our culture can heal us and, you know, being able to understand that. So I feel like dance has always been, has been a therapy for me, has helped me heal, has helped me be who I am. Mm, I love it. And do you go like along your journey? Was there a moment that you started questioning, hmm, can I continue dancing? Or like, let me, sorry, let me, Backtrack. How do you end up in burlesque? Because we're talking folklorico and then you're talking burlesque. So how yeah. was that? Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Yeah. So there was times that I did question dance. You know, I did question dance. So I danced folklorico and 
how we're going to tie it all together. I, and I've mentioned it in class before. So when I would see the folklorico dancers perform and one of the ones that I would admire, one, they were mothers, they were mothers, the ones that I would be admiring. And I remember our teacher would always tell us like, you have to connect to that rawness that you carry. And he was talking about sex. Like when you're going to perform, you need to feel that, to exude that. And this was folklorico. So this is like very Mexican, very traditional. And so I remember seeing some of the dancers on stage performing and I was, I would be like, they're having an orgasm on stage. It just looks like, like they're just feeling pleasure as they're performing. And I'm like, and I want to look like that. I want to be them. <laughs> so that's where I feel like the movement started happening where I felt like at times I was disconnected from my sexuality or from my sensualidad. And I, I say it in Spanish because I love how it sounds. I, I was really disconnected from that due to like what has been passed down to me, being in a relationship that was very toxic and that kind of stripped me from who I was. So that's kind of like how the journey started like merging into burlesque. Mm. Can you, do you remember your first burlesque class that you took? Yes. So I remember the day that I decided to quit folklorico that I was like, I'm retiring from folklorico. It is, I cannot do this. It's not sustainable for me anymore. And I remember walking to a class taught by one of, well, I call her my maestra. She taught burlesque fitness. So she incorporated burlesque movement and dance with exercise. And so she was teaching us how to do chair movements and hair whipping and feeling ourselves with our bodies. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like I felt so connected to myself. And I was like, this is where I need to be. Like this, this is me. Mm, that sounds really beautiful. Having that realization of this is home. This is me. Yes. Yeah. And was there ever a moment that you were like, hmm, social worker, burlesque dancer, kind of like, was there ever a moment that you felt like, should I hide this side or should I, you know, how was that for you? Oh, there was many moments, many, many moments that I was like, do I really show my truest self? Because that's something that I talk about. Like when we're performing or we're in class, like we need to be ourselves. And so I felt like, you know, am I going to be accepted in the mental health community or like as a therapist? Because I feel like we've been taught as therapists because that's sometimes the lens that I go in as because I've done, I do private practice and in individual therapy. I felt like, can I bring all of me and will I be accepted with being all of me? Mm. So I did question it. I did question it a lot. But then I also decided, I'm like, no, this is me. I have to accept me. I have always been one to not stay quiet. I have rattled so many things within my family. <laughs> and I was like, no, I need to be who I am and not be afraid of that. That is so beautiful. As you're saying that, I'm also thinking of the parallel process of identity as growing up because you were born here in the U.S., right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So like part of that identity is where, yeah, of like owning who you are, your truest self, your full self within this society, and then having to go again-ish on a similar journey than when, you know, professionally in terms of that. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm assuming there were some obstacles. Do you mind sharing some of them? Yeah, well, I think, you know, one of the reasons why Latin burlesque came to life was during a time where I was going through a very hard transition. 
Um, you know, I was one leaving my career because my dance career as a folk Rico dancer. And, you know, I was ending up very learning. Uh, I was leaving a relationship that I learned so much from. I grew so much from. And thanks to that, I am the person that I am now. But I did have to go through a lot of pain and trying to understand who I was as the Jenny that came out of that. And so I feel like a lot of the times I had to relearn and reclaim who I was because I had lost myself. So I felt like the reason why I had to connect within myself and start shifting things came and I have to thank Burlesque for that because Burlesque at times saved me when I needed support the most. Mm. How did it save you? Can you share a little bit more about that? Yes, I felt, you know, like with being able to be who I was and to be accepted in within that community, you know, like being able to show all of me and I felt empowered. I felt like, you know, one, I was able to discover a new part of myself and I loved it. And one, you know, I started to feel joy and pleasure again through dancing. So it wasn't that I needed someone to give me that. I found out within myself through dancing. Mm. Yeah, because how I'm hearing is like, it sounds like that provided you a space that you can practice being authentic. Yes. And practice being all of you. And that would have been accepted because there's a difference of being authentic and there's a difference of being accepted yes. as authentic. Yes. <laughs> and that sometimes is hard. Because it sounds like you have always been authentic to you. You mentioned in your house and all that with your parents. But exception, I mean, exception, <laughs> being accepted was not necessarily met. Yes. I mean, I feel like there's times that even within ourselves, we don't accept ourselves. And, you know, one, because what we've been told by society, what we've learned growing up, you know, I know you mentioned being raised and born on, on this side, you know, as opposed to what if I would have been born in Mexico, it would have been very different. And I feel like I had the opportunity to kind of explore that, but also understand, you know, where I stand within myself, you know, being able to accept all different sides of me and that they all are beautiful and that they all are, are needed, you know, to be who I am. Mm. Yeah, I love it. And going back to the social work career journey, because right now you're in administration and supervising and all that. But as you started, I'm assuming you started more as a therapist and clinician and all those kind of things initially. How did you share about, you know, your truest self? Did you share about your dancing and all that and to your supervisors, to your agencies? And Yeah. So, you know, because folklorico kind of overlapped into the agency that I was at. So they've always known I've been a dancer. Like that I dance is part of who I am, you know, I've performed folklorico <laughs> in different agency functions for clients, for our families. So dance has been, you know, like you think of Jenny, you think of Jenny, the dancer. Yes. So I've been able to incorporate that. I've taught folklorico classes, you know, as individual therapy, you know, where, you know, we incorporate a little bit of dance movement, but then, you know, slowly it started shifting, you know, where, you know, I retired from folklorico but I, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna go back I, I think I'm gonna go to class today <laughs> and then you know the merging into 
burlesque, which happened, this happened, and then I'm thinking about like five, five years ago. And, you know, I've been a social worker for 12. So, you know, it's been fairly, you know, the transition has happened. And a lot of the people that I work with know, know, you know, kind of like this empowered Jenny with, as a burlesque performer or dancer, you know, or actually teacher, because now I'm like being able to teach how to reconnect with our body. And, and so how I feel like this Latin burlesque, it's more of like a dance therapy because, you know, we're, we're using different alternative ways to be able to heal, you know, because there's so much trauma within our bodies, sexual trauma that occurs, you know, as women or femmes, you know, that I feel like a lot of times we disconnect from ourselves. And one of the things that I appreciate more from, I mean, I appreciate a lot of things from your classes, but one of the things that really struck me was that you took the time to like, kind of like have a little like a group therapy, not a group therapy, but like a group session to, you know, share, you know, where we come from in terms of our own difficulties with accepting our bodies. And as the classes progressed, the checking in and all that provided a little space. And I could definitely see the transformation, not only in myself, but in also in others, as you kind of within, you know, very short, like three classes, you can see the difference of feeling more connected to ourselves. And that provided even the smiles, the confidence and all those things, the clothing, the makeup, the hair, the fun. And so it definitely feels different from just taking because as a dancer here as well, yes, not necessarily a burlesque train or anything, but as a dancer here, usually dance classes is like, you know, dance. <laughs> there's no, there's no sharing necessarily. So I'm really appreciating how you're incorporating that. And I, I definitely see that it's, this is more like a dance therapy, kind of like a group process. So yeah, from one of your students, I feel like that's how I'm seeing it. No, and I appreciate it because, you know, it's evolved. Like when I first started, the reason why I, I was like, it, it was called Latin because I was like, there was a connection to the Spanish music. And I was like, I want to incorporate, incorporate Spanish music. And so then, you know, I, it started shifting, you know, where I'm like, no, if we're all here together, like we need to form comunidad. Like we need to know who is in the room. Well, as you said, you know, you go to dance classes and you're just, you dance, you go in and that's it. You know, like there's no socializing, very minimal and that's it. And I'm like, but what about the connection that we can make with each other? You know, we're going to be in such a vulnerable place because we're completely exposing all of us. And sometimes I think I'm like, I, I've done classes where it's like two hours and the before and afters. And I'm like, man, that, that's intense. You know, and I'm like, I'm meeting you like slowly, slowly, slowly. And then bam, two, two hours later, like you're transformed. And so that's why I feel like it's, I've changed it into like three classes so that we get to know each other, we get to experience each other, we get to uplift each other, because I feel like a lot of the times we're taught to like always, one, be jealous of each other, one up each other. And I'm like, no, not, not in these classes here. We are taking care of each other. We're loving each other. Mm. And that's where I feel the merch of the social worker in you yeah. and the trauma-informed, because by connecting with each other and making the space feel safe, then it allows the transformation to happen easier because then there's not the, there's less barriers. So yeah, I love it. And with your clients, 
do you share this and how do they take it? Yeah. Some of my clients have, and I call them, you know, because I, I feel like there's different work that I do and I'm moving in different spaces. So there has been people that have seen me, you know, like that I, I teach classes, I come to classes and they are completely open in, and especially because I get a lot of people that identify as women that come to me for that, to be able to reconnect with their sensualidad, that they're able to talk about sex, that they're able to talk about things that they normally cannot talk about. So I feel like it, it has created like an openness where, you know, I could come and share, you know, any sex about sensualidad, about disconnection, about orgasms. So I feel like we're able, it's an, you could come in and share anything that you want to share mm. and no judgment. Yeah. So important, especially in our communities that there's so much stigma about sex and sensualidad and, you know, it's like tapate and like, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Cruza las piernas, like, siéntate como una niña, you know. Oh, my God, all the messages that we receive, you know. So what would you say a message for someone that is on the journey of wanting to reclaim their truest self but feels, like, afraid or you know, having some challenges with that. When I think about kind of my journey with being able to find my truest selves, I feel like I had to do, you know, discover different things and different parts of me. So, you know, I, I went on a journey. So I feel like sometimes like being able to go on a journey is important and being able to listen to what your body is telling you. So a lot of the times we disconnect from who we are because We're just, you know, we're on the go, go, go. So I feel like being able to sit with oneself and to listen to ourselves, have like a communication with ourselves. There's a lot that we can learn from us. But then I also feel like if you feel called to being able to move and feel more sensual, there's classes for that. You know, there's different classes for different things. So I feel like being able to find your mentor, find like a teacher or someone that can guide you being able to try different experiences are very important. So I feel like that's one thing, you know, being open to being in the best relationship that you can with yourself and listening to yourself. Mm -hmm. And you brought the piece of the maestras, maestras, teachers in general. And I always, you know, I appreciate whenever you share that you're always, I don't want to use the word honoring, but in a way it's like respecting your teachers and what you're learning. Because you're, I mean, We haven't shared that much about your other part, which is the herbalism part and the plantitas part that you also, you know, enjoy and love. But it sounds like when you listen that calling, you're also looking like as a student, like where's the teacher so I can learn this and really like before even teaching about it. Yeah, no, I feel like to me, like what you said, like being able to respect, you know, and that I'm not here by myself. You know, I have mm. a whole comunidad that has supported me to where I'm at at this moment. And I'm never forgetting that, you know, so I feel like I always, you know, I always think about like honoring the people that came before me, you know, and that if I'm where I'm at, I want to support the people that have supported me, you know, so I always think about like my first mentors, you know, my, my teachers and my parents. Yeah, like even where my mom comes from, because that's some, a place that I'm really, really deeply connected to. And, you know, I'm like, if I'm where I'm at, like, how can I give back? And so it's not just giving back to 
the communities, but also giving back to the people that have been there with me, that have supported me, that have lifted me. So I feel like I've been lifted. And you talk a lot about comunidad. Can you share a little bit more about what is it that it's so important for you? So I feel like when I go back, you know, and I always talk about where my mom's from because that, that's where I've been the most connected to. Like every single year I've, I've gone to Mexico and to her small little town where she's from. And I feel like we need to support and our children, you know, our future. And how are we going to support them? How are we going to guide them? And it's not just like what we do today affects seven generations from now. So what are we doing today to support those future generations so that they continue to thrive, so that they continue to be held? And, you know, I think about like the community that we have created within Latin Burlesque, within where I'm from, within even, you know, my coworkers, like that's a community, like a social worker community, a therapist community. Like there's so many different comunidades. And so to me, like, how can I support and to me dance? has been so important, so transformational for me. So how can I give back? And so what I'm giving back in my community in Michoacan is having folklorico classes for free for all of the children of the community. And I always think about how can we support each other so that we could all, you know, elevarnos juntos, you know? And so I think it's so, so important. Mm, thank you. Thank you. I think you know, this brings back that social work heart that you have in terms of community, social justice. It's like, it's all like intertwined. It's like beautifully. Ah, so now let's do the fire round questions. I'm just going to give you like a, this is like a psychological test, like a, <laughs> complete the sentence. Um, I don't know if you ever took one of those, but <laughs> whatever comes, whatever comes. So finish the sentence. My unique and special gift is to feel joy, to feel pleasure. And I think that's, I mean, and I know I had to do it in a short, you know, and to find our truest selves. Mm. I am reclaiming my cuerpo. I no longer subscribe to what society tells me I should do. If my ancestors would speak, they would say, I Jenny Tapate? No. It's <laughs> 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 funny. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, my, my grandma was like super like religious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> but then I would also think they would say gracias hmm. because they probably weren't able to do what I am doing now. Mm, I love it. And last one, my wish for you is to love all of you. Yeah. Oh, and I feel that. I feel that in your offerings, in your dance classes and all that. And ah, as we're coming to the last little pieces of the interview, can you share a little bit about your current and upcoming offerings and where can people find you? Yes. So I, and I know I had mentioned with you, Liviana, about like my transition right now in regards to like my cuerpo, <laughs> because I am going to be having to take some time off, but I think I am going to be doing an online offering, uh, and it possibly will be via Zoom and it will be like a Latin burlesque class sometime in September. I don't have the date yet, but it's between September and you can always find me on Instagram, Jenny 
Lanham underscore burlesque. And usually that's where I, I am currently in, you know, I'm always on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like that's kind of one of the most closest offerings. And then I'm, I'm also working on an online program, but that's in the works and it will be when it needs to be. That's something that I always appreciate how you are very much like really focusing on creating something that is sustainable and regenerative, which I think it's super, super important nowadays, especially for us, you know, women of color. And yes, yeah. And how you're really honoring your body and going through that own healing journey to restore it. So important. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for this interview. Any last thoughts that you want to share with our listeners? I just want to say that I appreciate you so much, Liliana. Like, you know, you are also stepping into who you are completely accepting yourself completely. And I just want to say, like, <laughs> if you see Liliana's picture, like, it is amazing. <laughs> like, ah. Uh, so I just want to say, like, I love all of you. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I know. <laughs> Yeah, in context for those of you that are like, what pictures? She takes picture when you take your first class and, you know, with your outfit and all, and then the last day. And there was definitely a transformation. <laughs> and those are private. <laughs> yes. But yes. No, más para los ojos de ella. Yeah, yeah. solamente para mí. So, uh, but thank you for that. You got me teary-eyed because I feel like I'm in this journey of going back to being the truest self. And one yes. other person that I look up is you. So I'm so happy that you're our first guest, that you said yes for this. And I appreciate you so much. I wish you the best in the healing journey that you're about to embark. And for those of you that are listening and want to get into a class, I would say look for Jenny. And she also has a Loteria card. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Latin burlesque. So look for her. Follow her and get into the class and this great the Zoom offering for those that are not local to the LA area. And I hope you do another one in the West Side, just so you know. <laughs> no, I am, I'm definitely going to do one on the West Side. <laughs> okay, okay, awesome. And thank you so much, Jenny, for being here. Everybody, thank you for listening. To get in the contact, you can just look here in the show notes. Here will be the link that you can access automatically hear information and also remember about our upcoming offering the coaching program for psychotherapists psychologists and healers and you can learn more in the click here thank you so much until next time thanks for listening licensed psychologist now what to make sure you don't miss any episode make sure to subscribe via your favorite podcast player and to join our email list via our website Lastly, I will appreciate if you would rate and review our podcast to help us reach more folks that can benefit from the information provided here. Until next time, bye-bye.